khi ta hái thì ta phải chọn những cái trái chín như thế này để hái để đảm bảo chất lượng cà phê Americans drank an estimated 517 million cups of coffee daily in 2022, spending almost $110 billion on the beverage that year. Cold brews, espresso-based beverages, and perfectly roasted beans are among the top drinks for today's coffee aficionados trying to get their caffeine fix. But one segment of the U.S. market has given up grounds. Instant coffee, the kind that dissolves in hot water, has seen consumption fall to just 4% of American coffee drinkers. By comparison, instant coffee accounts for about 25% of the coffee consumed globally. A lot of American coffee drinkers really look down on instant, and that's been the category's key problem for a long time. The challenge of instant coffee has always been a challenge of, of quality, I would say. Uh, instant coffee has been seen many, many years, and not only in the US, but in other places, as an inferior quality of coffee. But I think with Nescafe and what we do, we definitely have the means to explain more to consumers what is Solva coffee. But overseas, it's a different story. Nescafe, Swiss-based food giant Nestle's largest coffee segment, is one of the world's biggest coffee brands. With 25 factories globally, Nescafe is sold in 180 countries. Worldwide, one in seven cups of coffee consumed is a Nescafe. The misnomer is that people often think that people have stopped drinking instant coffee because we have so much specialty coffee in abundance today. However, it actually has been steadily growing for the last 20 years. If you look at global consumption, it rises every year. So arguably, this is the best year ever for instant coffee. Next year will probably be a better one than that. But the Nescafe brand faces headwinds, including the stigma over its taste, as well as competition from at-home brewing devices. There are several challenges of coffee growing. And if you look back, let's say, for, for a generation ago, it is harder to grow coffee today. Known for its affordability and convenience, instant coffee has long been known as the black sheep of the coffee world. So how did the Nescafe brand grow so big? And what is the future of instant coffee? To find out, CNBC traveled to Vietnam, the world's second largest exporter of coffee behind Brazil, to get a look at Nescafe's operation there. Nescafe got its start around 1929, when a group of Brazilian bankers asked Nestle to find a solution to the country's coffee surplus problem. Nescafe launched in the mid-30s in Switzerland, and by 1940 was sold in 30 countries. During World War II, instant coffee was included in emergency rations for U.S. soldiers. Following the war, soluble coffee was added to care packages for vulnerable populations in Europe and Japan. So then when everybody came back home, suddenly, that was the instant coffee boom was in the 1940s and 50s. 1965 saw the launch of Nescafe Gold. But it was the rise of brewed coffee and the introduction of coffee houses to Main Street America that may have had the biggest impact. Starbucks launched in Seattle in 1971. At Starbucks, the first impact was taking people out of their home to drink coffee. And that was, that was a big change, getting them to leave their house and drink coffee someplace else. So that maybe had the most significant impact on instant coffee. Nestle launched the first Nespresso coffee machine in 1986. By 2019, 42% of American households owned a single cup brewing system. A lot of people became coffee snobs in the last couple of decades, became very you know, interested in different kinds of coffee, different brewing methods, different origins. And throughout all that, it's been bad for instant. 
Our consumers are generally younger. We over-index with younger consumers. We over-index with people who are just beginning their career, so a little bit lower on the income scale. There is a very strong, loyal consumer base in the US that consumes Sobel coffee. And one of these subsets of this consumer base is the Latin American immigrants, mainly Mexicans, that are really, really hooked to Nescafe. Instant coffee sales in the U.S. reached $945 million in 2023, 15% higher than 2018. A little over 1.3 billion cups of Nescafe were consumed in the U.S. in 2023. Nescafe is about 40%, a little closer to 41% of the instant business in the U.S. And the instant business in the U.S. is a very positive business in that it is about 10% of the category cups and it's 8% of the category dollars. It's growing two times faster than the category itself. Nestle has roughly a dozen products in the U.S. that fall under its Nescafe brands Classico and Taster's Choice. Nescafe also has a ready-to-drink business and a capsule system available in certain overseas markets. Other instant brands in the U.S. space include Maxwell House, Folgers, Starbucks, and Chockful of Nuts. While instant coffee consumption has fallen to the single digits in the U.S., abroad, it's a very different story. So how big instant coffee is very much depends where we're talking about. It's a category that has very different things happening uh, in different countries. In some places, it is, you know, going up, doing really well. Some places, it is, you know, in terminal decline. And these are happening simultaneously globally. Globally, about 6,100 cups of Nescafe are consumed every second. The most popular and the most important country for us when it comes to Nescafe and Nescafe Solvable is Mexico by very far and away. But there is other markets coming right after Mexico and we have, for example, the UK, we have the Philippines, we have Japan, and the US we have it as number five. So the US is actually a very important Solvable or Nescafe Solvable coffee market. Predominantly tea-drinking countries have been fertile ground for instant coffee growth. Instant coffee in the UK is really what turns the UK back into drinking coffee as an alternative to tea and the coffee market in the UK becomes sort of 90%, 80-90% is instant really right up until the 2000s. India above all is where we're seeing the most growth and one that Nescafe has said globally is a key focus for them. So we have a really nice uh, ready to drink business mainly in Asia and that's where China comes into play. So China is a solvable coffee market, but also we have really established a ready-to-drink, you could say, business or category through the Nescafe brand in China. Globally, soluble coffee sales reached $33.8 billion in 2023, 36% higher than 2018. In 2017, Nestle acquired a 68% stake in high-end coffee roaster, Blue Bottle, and later launched a line of instant espresso coffees. Three years later, Nestle paid $7 billion to sell Starbucks coffee, including a range of instant coffees in grocery and retail stores. It launched Nescafe Ice Roast in China and Mexico in 2023. Nestle's coffee business, which includes Nespresso, Blue Bottle Coffee, and Starbucks Coffee at Home, was valued at $25 billion, with the Nescafe brand accounting for about 45% of that segment. Nestle's stock price has continued to climb. Though it doesn't break out specific numbers, as of November 2023, Nescafe recorded strong double-digit sales growth compared to the previous year, largely driven by its Classico brand. So there is about 4 billion consumers in the world that drink less than 20 cups a year in terms of coffee generally. And that is where Solvo Coffee is ideally versed to really convert those consumers into coffee drinkers.
While overall innovation to the instant coffee space has been sluggish, the past decade has seen a number of changes. One of the things that's kind of evolving now is we're seeing people put more emphasis on, let's see if, if we do put good coffee into this process, can we make a high quality instant coffee? I believe that many of those markets that I was describing before that don't drink a lot of coffee in, at the moment, they will actually go into the coffee categories, not maybe through a hot cup of coffee as we know it, but maybe through a cold, white, sweet cup of coffee or bottle of can of coffee, and they will just know coffee as this, and they will never, ne never ever taste a hot cup of coffee as we know it uh, in, in other parts of the world or the US, for example. But it might be a wave of new consumers and changing weather patterns that could have the biggest impact on the segment. Coffee faces several challenges. You have issues on the supply side, be it more or less rainfall, higher or lower temperatures at different times of the year, which puts pressure on the supply of coffee. At the same time, you have a growing in consumption on a yearly basis, and this tension of supply and demand needs to be resolved. Nhưng mà do mưa bất thất thường, thời tiết khắc nghiệt, tức là lúc lúc nắng thì nắng kéo dài, cho đến khi lại mưa thì nó sẽ không tập trung hơn nở hoa được. Đó là yếu tố thuận lợi về thời tiết. The two main types of commercial coffee in use today are Robusta and Arabica. Robusta, predominantly used in instant coffee, is known for its strong and bitter taste, higher levels of caffeine, and its tolerance to temperature fluctuations. Arabica, which makes up about 60% of the world's coffee production, is known for its sweeter and softer taste, and its cost, which is roughly twice the amount of Robusta. It is also less resilient to weather shocks, pests, and disease. One of the things I think is going to be is expansion of Robusta. I mean, it's a more hardy crop. It'll probably do better in the coming decades than Arabica will, which suggests it also means more instant coffee consumption because Robusta has historically been used mostly for instant coffee. So it is a strong possibility that when the effects of climate change does mean more instant coffee. Coffee consumption is expected to double from 3 billion cups of coffee a day to 6 billion by 2050. At the same time, rising temperatures could reduce the suitable area for growing coffee by up to 50% by 2050. Nescafe, for its part, buys more than 800,000 metric tons of green coffee, or about 13 million bags each year, from more than 20 countries. The company said it would invest over a billion dollars to encourage its coffee farmers, like these in Vietnam, to use more sustainable methods, such as incorporating organic fertilizers and using climate change-resistant trees. But with coffee likely to be costlier and more bitter in the coming years, what are the chances Americans will gravitate back to instant? I mean, the stigma very much still remains in the U.S. And I don't think the category is ever going to shake it in the United States. I think this is a category that's going to continue to decline, uh, not dramatically, but a steady drop for the foreseeable future. After COVID and after the unprecedented inflation that we have seen in the markets, a lot of people are not able to really afford going into coffee shops every day as they might used, used to do. And so soluble coffee or instant coffee or in-home coffee is definitely a, a much more cost-effective way to drink coffee. 